Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am joined with a very special guest today. Stacy Hagen is a certified business coach who helps coaches and holistic entrepreneurs build businesses that reflect who they are, attract their dream clients, and make a positive impact in the world. Welcome, Stacy. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks so much, Tara, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I would love to start with your story, how you got started as a business coach, and learn more about you. I have a background in corporate marketing and branding. That's where I spent the first 15 years of my career. And I always had this dream of working for myself. I didn't always imagine it was possible, but at some point I started thinking, oh, this could happen for me. And I got my MBA while I was working full-time and I started making plans for going out on my own. So I started putting money away in a bank account that I called my independence fund. And I also started doing coaching certification training because I knew I wanted to combine the coaching with my business background. And in 2016, I launched my coaching and consulting business, which is what I'm doing now. That is awesome. What type of clients do you typically work with? I work with a lot of new entrepreneurs. Many of them are other coaches. So there might be starting a life coaching business or health coaching business. And I also work with a lot of healers and holistic entrepreneurs. Again, a lot of health coaches, but also acupuncturists and holistic wellness people are often my clients. I saw that you have a Unleash my niche challenge. I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. And if you could tell us more, because I know a lot of people do struggle with niching down or finding their niche, especially if they're multi-passionate, not wanting to niche down too far. (laughs) That's a great question. And this idea came up so organically because it's something that I see people posting about every day in Facebook groups. And it's just such a common struggle of the new entrepreneur. And honestly, it's something I struggled with for probably my first year in business, to be honest. And so it really pains me to see people struggle with it because I think we've overcomplicated it. And I think everyone has probably done an ideal client avatar exercise before, but it has still not necessarily helped them gain clarity. So I just wanted to bring the fresh new approach to niching that is for the multi-passionate people. And it feels abundant rather than constrictive. And that's the process that I take people through in my five-day challenge. I'm definitely multi-passionate and I feel like most times when people talk about niching, it does feel a little restrictive and like I'm putting myself in this tiny little box. That is a common thing that I hear with everyone. And that's something that I felt too. And I had a lot of coaches at the time just tell me, oh, just pick one. Well, it's not that easy when you want to do many things. I think it's really important to honor the fact that you want to do many things. 
I love that. So where can people find out about your Unleash My Niche Challenge? Because I know that's going to be of interest to a lot of people. You know, I made it a five-day live challenge and then I got so many requests. I've just made it an evergreen challenge. It is ongoing. You can start anytime. And the best place to find it is to go to my website, which is createcoachingconsulting.com. We will have that in the show notes as well, because I feel like a lot of people do feel like niching is limited. And so many people talk about it too, like the ideal client avatar series of exercises is pretty restrictive. And that's what a lot of people see is that you need to narrow down to one exact person. There's always people saying, if you're trying to talk to everybody, you're not talking to anybody. So I feel like niching is a big struggle for a lot of entrepreneurs. And there is some truth to that, but I think what we have been told a niche is like women 35 to 55 who are recently divorced or something, that's not even the whole picture of a niche. We're totally neglecting the psychographics and the wants and desires of people. And I think that is so much more important than narrowing down to a gender or an age. I totally agree with that. So turning to marketing now, I'd love to hear what is your favorite marketing platform that you use for your business? This is such a good question. And I had trouble thinking of my answer for this one because it really has depended on where I am in my business and what my focus is. But the one thing that I keep going back to, and because it's a strength of mine, are marketing activities that utilize writing. So I love writing. Guest blog posting has been a really good technique for me, like getting published on other sites as well as blogging and even writing for SEO on my own site. That's been something I've been able to do consistently. And those are great methods for introverts, definitely. (laughs) A lot of introverts love writing. And I'll even add to that, there is a place for long form writing, even on Instagram and long form captions. As introverts, we might shy away from social media, but there are ways to make it work for you. Definitely. And I know you have a quiz to find your marketing superpower, which is really exciting. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about that too. This is something I really believe is that the best way to market is based on your strengths. Nearly all of the clients I work with are introverts and the majority of them come to me saying they hate marketing for some reason or another. And I know why it's because when you think of marketing, you think you have to be live on Facebook or Instagram every day. And that's not the case. What I coach people on and what I want to tell anyone is that the best way to market is based on your strength. So the best thing to do is get really clear on what are those strengths that you have and how can you translate those to a marketing activity? And that's what my quiz is designed to do. Yeah. I feel like so many people struggle with marketing, especially introverts, because we see people going on live videos all the time and thinking that we have to do that. And we don't, we can find more authentic ways to market and grow our business that aren't stressful. (laughs) And like you just said right there, it is really important that we feel authentic about them. And if we're forcing ourselves to do a live video that feels fake, I mean, that's not going to come across that well anyway. That's exactly what happened to me. I was trying to force myself to do videos. I did live challenges. I did live webinars. It was mentally exhausting, but I felt like I had to do it. And then I didn't really get the results that I wanted from it. And I watched the videos back and I was like, well, no wonder. How can anyone connect with this? You can tell I'm nervous. You can tell I'm stumbling over my words in certain areas. And 
I'm playing with my ring in the video. Like you can tell that I'm nervous. Nobody can really connect to that. They're not getting what I wanted them to get out of it because my nervousness was just so distracting. So it wasn't a great return on investment for me. All the stress and planning that went into it, it just, my time could be much better spent in other marketing methods. And that's a great point too. Like if you feel good, your audience will feel good because they can sense the energy of whatever you're doing, especially on video. And I feel like now people really connect with realness. So if you are trying to be somebody that you're really not, it can come across as fake and phony. And as introverts, we can struggle to even sell ourselves. So I've done webinars where I didn't even sell like it. The point of the webinar was to get people into a program and my selling part of it was maybe two minutes. And I was just so terrified to even put the offer out there on video and with people live that it wasn't a great return on investment. It was just so much stress for nothing. You're right. And I mean, in some cases it's the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll feel. But in some cases, an activity might just not be for you. And then there are plenty of other things you can do. I feel like that's a good thing to figure out is if you're not doing something because it's a fear that you need to overcome or it's just not for you. Totally. That is an amazing thing to figure out. And I always feel if it's a fear, let's get down to it and address the fear so you can manage that fear. And then you can make a conscious decision. Do I not want to do this because I'm scared of it? Or do I not want to do this because I really don't think it's the best use of my time or my business goals? Exactly. So important. And if it's not something that your personality can do long-term, you're just going to get burnt out too. (laughs) Especially for introverts, because we have to pay attention to managing our energy. If somebody was to tell me to do live videos and I decided to give it a shot because I thought I was just holding back from fear. So I tried it. I was pushing myself outside my comfort zone. And then I just felt like it burned me out the more I did it. Then I feel like that's a sign that that's probably not the right method for you to focus on. There are other ways. And to your point, it is about sustainable activities. If you're going to do one webinar or one live, that's not really enough to build traction. So you want to choose the things that you feel good about and you can do consistently over time. Exactly. That's a good point that I think for any marketing method, consistency needs to happen for it to get you the results that you're after. So if you can't do something consistently and long-term, then I mean, your time could be better spent elsewhere. Definitely. Totally agree. I would love to hear about what do you think has contributed the most for your success with your business? That's such a great question. I would say a few things. One thing is definitely persistence. I've seen this ranked as like one of the top qualities of an entrepreneur, just being able to stay the course no matter what happens, like during the ups and the downs. What goes along with that, I think is It's helped me a lot to keep in mind the vision that I have for my business and and it will change and evolve over time. But if I have that vision in my mind, it makes it easier to show up every day and do the work and to work through the hard times. I mean, and luckily Instagram is getting away from this, but if you just view entrepreneurship from the lens of Instagram, you think everything is perfect and amazing all the time. And that's not the truth. (laughs) So it really is about, okay, knowing there are going to be highs and lows, but how can I stay connected to my vision? 
It's so important. And it's so true about Instagram. These are the highlight reels. Instagram especially can be a cause of the newer and entrepreneur getting stuck in comparison and comparing to somebody else's highlight reel or their journey when they're five years into it. So I think a mindset work is so important because there are going to be so many ups and downs, highs and lows. Totally. And then just knowing for the new entrepreneurs, when you're on Instagram, like this isn't necessarily the reality. (laughs) I find it so important to curate your feed. I've gone through several times and if somebody is consistently always posting about their 50K launches and not really sharing much value behind it. It affects me internally, even though I think I'm beyond that point where I get stuck in comparison, but it still happens. So if I find that somebody I'm following, they're only posting that kind of stuff, I don't really need that. If it's affecting me, I'll unfollow. That is actually such a useful tool, especially for introverts when we're managing our energy is to curate our feeds. Like if a certain person or topic is draining you, just unfollow them, right? Or definitely taking a break when you need it. I've taken several Instagram breaks recently, and it's just because I feel sometimes that it's just information overload too, as an introvert. That's something I struggle with as I'm trying to engage and reading content and seeing all this helpful stuff on Instagram, but sometimes it can just be a lot. It can be too much. And I think we need to normalize taking Instagram breaks. We don't need to be on it every day. Even to be successful and to grow your Instagram following, you don't need to be on it every day. And obviously, if you're burnt out, it's not going to come across that well anyway. So you might as well take care of yourself. Definitely. And so important, especially as a business owner that's getting so much information thrown your way. I'd love to hear what advice do you have for introverted entrepreneurs when it comes to visibility? I feel like visibility goes hand in hand with marketing because often the people I work with, and this was true for me, I want to coach people. I want to help people, but they and I, a few years ago, I didn't necessarily want to put myself out there. I wanted to stay in my little cocoon and just serve people that were coming to me. Well, I needed to get the people, (laughs) right? To come to me in the first place. And I think it's wonderful when you can build your business to a place where you are referral-based, that's wonderful. But usually at the beginning, it requires putting yourself out there. And if you're trying to scale your business, it will also require putting yourself out there. My advice for introverts on being visible is really a combination of the mindset work. So Not just forcing yourself to put yourself out there, but uncovering what are some of the thoughts or beliefs you have around putting yourself out there. Because many of us might have some limiting beliefs that come from as far back as childhood when it comes to being seen. So I really think addressing those beliefs can be so transformative in your life and business. And then the second part of it is finding the ways that work for you to be visible. So just like finding your strengths in marketing, it's about playing to your own strengths. And it's not about being visible, isn't being like on video on all the platforms. It's just finding what works for you. So important because we're all different, even if we're introverts. There's some introverts that do love getting on video. And then there's some that that is a hard no. So it's just really about tapping into your strengths. And there are also some introverts who love public speaking and they should absolutely maybe writing burns them out. So you always want to play to your strengths. I love pushing 
podcast interviews to my club members, a lot of them were terrified about putting themselves out there and they were worried about stumbling over their words when they were on a podcast or not really having the confidence to do it. And so I've had two or three of my members come on my podcast. I was like, come on mine. You already know me. We do a monthly coaching call. Like it'll be an easy warm up for you to see if how you enjoy it, how you like it. And if it's something that you want to continue doing and then pitch yourself to other podcasts. That is a great way to do it. Baby steps and starting where you're comfortable. Like one of the first podcasts I did was also like a very new podcast. So we were both kind of new together, which was really nice. And same with video. I started first going live in a very small Facebook group and built my confidence from there. And I mean, there's so many ways to do that. I feel like building connections and collaborations, they can help you get more visible too. I've even done when Clubhouse first came out and was blowing up like crazy. I was in love with the platform. I feel like it was really tapped into audio for introverts. Like it allowed us to share our knowledge and connect with people in a quicker way than through words, but without the video portion, which was incredible to me. But a lot of my members were also terrified about hosting rooms. So I was like, let's co-host a room together. I'll be there to lead the room and make sure that it's flowing well. So if you have those business connections, they can help you get new opportunities or try new things. And that is actually something that has helped me grow too, is collaborations with people and collaborations with other introverts, even because you are getting exposure to a different audience, you can partner together and having a supportive person, whether it's a coach or a collaborator can really be helpful. Completely. So I would love to hear about your business specifically. And as a coach, how long did it take for you to feel successful? I think this word success, it really is whatever you want it to be. We each have our own personal version of success. I think a lot of us and not so much me now, but probably me five years ago can get caught up in what we think success means in the external world? Does it mean X amount of followers or X amount of revenue in the bank or X amount of clients? And to me, I had to get really clear on what success meant to me. And part of that is freedom. So I will never sacrifice freedom in my business and having the ability to be flexible, manage my schedule, take time off. That will always be part of being successful for me. And I think the other huge lesson that I've learned is definitely related to success, but being able to detach from your business outcomes, meaning whatever the results are in your business, you don't take it to mean anything about you personally. I would say almost 100% of feeling successful is me knowing that I'm worthy internally and having that sense of worthiness, no matter what goes on around me. And what happened for me when I made that mindset shift is I was way more willing to experiment and try new things and put myself out there because I wasn't making it mean anything personally about me. And ironically, that's what has helped me become more successful is detaching from those results, if that makes sense. I love how you said that success is different for everyone because I do feel like when people first think of success, it's all about income anyone who's not in the entrepreneur space, I feel like it's all about money, like how much you're making per month or how much you're making per year. If you're hitting six figures, I feel like not the right way to go about it. You may have 
started your business, yes, you want to make money, but initially you started it in your case for freedom, which a lot of people do, or you wanted to impact other people and help other business owners. And that's what I feel like you need to focus on for success, because if you just focus on the dollars, it's not as fulfilling as when you focus on the other pieces that are more impactful to your life and other people's lives. And even the dollars are arbitrary. Like the question is, okay, you want six figures. Why? What will you do then? Is it then that you'll feel more confident or that you'll be able to buy a house or that you'll be able to take time off? Because those are the things you really want, right? Just want money to be able to do those things. And I think if we put all the value in the money, like if you hit six figures and your main goal is because you want freedom, you can build a six-figure business but have zero freedom. So what's the real point and level of success? Yeah, I totally agree with that. For most of us, we've started a business because we want to do things in our way and we want to feel good about it. So I feel like the feeling good can't be taken out of the success factor. That's so true. I agree with everything you're saying. And I love everything you've said about niching and marketing. This has been so helpful for introverts because I feel like marketing and niching are like two of the big pain points, especially for introverts, for all entrepreneurs, but especially fellow introverts. Definitely. And marketing doesn't have to be a bad word. I know people just want to get away from it, but you can actually find ways to enjoy marketing and make it fun. That's so important too for consistency and long-term too, is to make it fun, not stressful or what you have to do. So I would love for you to share where we can find you online. We're going to link your challenge in the quiz, but if anyone wants to get in touch with you, like where is the best place for them to find you? So you can definitely find me on my website, which is createcoachingconsulting.com. And I'd also love to connect with anyone on Instagram. So I am create underscore coaching. I'm always open to chat in the DMs and happy to connect with you there. And how do you typically work with clients? Like, do you have set coaching packages? So I do uh, one-on-one coaching. I have a limited amount of one-on-one clients I take. Typical length of coaching is three to six months. And most of my clients are introverts and marketing is definitely one of the biggest things we work on there. I also have a group program that I open a few times a year. I'm going to be opening it again in September and it's called Show Up and Shine. And that is tailored specifically to introverts, highly sensitive people and empaths who want to feel more confidently uh, when showing up online in their business. We will have links to all of that um, in the show notes that you can find and connect with Stacy, And thank you so much for being here. This has been awesome. It's been great to chat with you. Thanks so much for having me, Tara. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at theterrareed.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, Keep using your introvert superpowers.